0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 14. We're picking it up in verse 11. In this chapter, Jesus is just coming off that Passover feast, that last meal that he had with his apostles there in that upper room before his crucifixion. And in those events was a bittersweet journey, one of incredible highs uh, and incredible moments with Jesus, of him washing their feet, uh, etc., but also the lows of Judas and his betrayal and him departing from that group. And now Jesus, here in 14, is uh, seemingly attempting to uh, encourage them and prepare them for the daunting path that lay ahead of them. And he starts out in verse 11 saying, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. What is it that we should be looking for? Well, it seems overwhelmingly even unbelievable to you today that maybe you just need to stop and look around. Look at what Christ has done in the lives of those who truly call Him their own. Look at His work. You see, the believer sees the proof of Christ everywhere he looks. Every moment of life is the manifest of his reality. There is peace. But for those who seek another God today, there continues to be confusion and unrest and constant seeking for satisfaction. James 3.16 tells us where there is self-seeking, there is confusion. Now, Jesus is letting us know today that there is literally no other way, no other path, no other Redeemer, no other God than the one that we find here in him. We cannot reinvent him. We cannot polish him up to make him, you know, more palatable to humanity that once, you know, all this world has to offer and eternal life. This is our way, this is our truth, this is our life. There is no other but him. Verse 12 says, Most certainly I tell you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and he will do greater works than these because I'm going to my Father. Now the scriptures will now, at least from this point forward, spend seven chapters of text on one short 24-hour period. So I think knowing that, we can gather what is going to, is being said here as he leads into that period on a very important doctrinal stance, very important doctrinal material to our walk of faith. So let's take a close look at this passage, because herein lies a great deal of doctrinal truth. Remember, this is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Redeemer, speaking. First, he says that those who believe in him will do the works that he does. Now that's a critical fact to make note of because it certainly changes our modern vernacular uh, use of the phrase believing in Jesus. Let's also make note of what it does not say. It does not say we will talk like Jesus or think like Jesus or, or, or even love like Jesus. Even though these things may be more or less true on some practical level. We often want to present these things as the criteria, the the proof of our standing in Christ. It says quite simply here that our belief, in our belief, we will do the same works that Jesus did. I wonder how many of us say we believe in Jesus, but we fail to do those works. The Word of God, therefore, disputes our claim. It does not say we can do, but it says rather we will do. And the Bible, you know, has many such passages for which we can look into the mirror to see who and what we really are, uh, if we dare, but frankly, many of us will avoid doing that, you know, at any cost. Even though we know innately that avoiding looking honestly at who and what we are, it doesn't change in any way the facts. It, it just simply avoids acknowledging those facts. Jesus goes on to say that the works that the believer will do will be even greater than his own. <laughs> can you fathom that? I mean, how can that even be? After all, he's God in flesh. Well, let's consider it for a minute. Firstly, many of us are going to simply have more time than Jesus had on this earth. He only had 33 years, so more time to do these works can matter in the equation. Secondly, today we have the ability to minister and serve and bless on a global level. While well, the extent of Jesus' earthly ministry, that was confined to this narrow Middle East uh, spectrum. And then lastly, we live today in a post-crucifixion age, so we have the chance to participate in leading someone to salvation and rebirth. Which, you know what? That's greater than feeding 5,000, healing a blind man, or even bringing someone back from the dead. Verse 13 says, whatever you will ask in my name, I will do it, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you will ask anything in my name, I will do it. Certainly many will try and have tried to dispute this verse, saying, well, they have many times asked for something in the name of Christ, but did not receive it. However, I think you're misunderstanding the passage because this passage doesn't somehow mean that we're to use the name of Christ like a mantra or some sort of magic incantation. You see, to pray for something in the name of Christ is to pray in harmony with his character and his personality and his plan. Now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean uh, that we cannot pray specific prayers. But ultimately, the best prayer any one of us could ever pray would be thy will be done. Because a godly prayer will bring glory to our Creator through every answer to that prayer via Jesus Christ the Son. We are seeking for our own glory, our own advancement, our own material pursuits. We cannot expect affirmation. Uh, We cannot expect action and a positive reply to occur. These things that we speak of there, they're about us. They're not about the glory of the Father. And that kind of prayer in which we seek uh, and the uh, the kind that will get answered, these are different kinds of prayers. When when we seek an answer that is based on Jesus, when on unity in Jesus, his essence, and his Father-centeredness, well, that's a totally different story. Look, we cannot pray for something contrary to the nature of Christ and expect to receive it, no matter what the name-it-and-claim-it boys are going to tell you. Now, does this mean God will never please us on the earthly level or, you know, give us something we don't need or deserve? No, definitely not. After all, the Bible says God loves to give good gifts to his children. But it also says he knows all our needs and wants before we even ask. That's going down in Luke eleven thirteen 13 and Matthew 6, 32. The truth is, we don't really know what is right for us. That's why we need a Savior, a Redeemer, and a Lord. 1 Corinthians 8.2 tells us about that. It says, But if anyone thinks he knows anything, he doesn't know yet, as he ought to know. In order to ask in Christ's name, we have to live in close fellowship with him. Otherwise, we would not be able to know his heart and will concerning us. The closer we are to him the more our desires will be the same as His. 1 John 5.14 says, This is the boldness which we have toward Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He listens to us. Now finally today, verse 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments. So, here lies the bottom line. How can we, how do we express our love for Christ in a way that is acceptable to Him? Is, Is it our church attendance? Is it our verbalizing uh, of our heart and our passions of love towards Him, our emotions towards Him, our desire to obey, or, or maybe even our intentions to obey? No, sadly, much of our obedience is factually motivated by fear and obligation instead of love. That's because few of us really have ever appreciated the magnitude of the cross and the giving of the life of the Son of God that we might live how quick we are to claim or even debate those verses 13 and 14 and ignore the fact that both of those are expressly connected to verse 15. Because in verse 15, for many of us, that's not our favorite verse in Scripture. Because really all it does is bring conviction to our hearts. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.